You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening or watching on YouTube, the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, on the other side of the tracks, down on the docks, dive bar style podcast of and about and surrounding the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to right here on the Odyssey app, which is an Odyssey sports podcast. But listen, you can get it wherever else you like to get your podcast action from. And again, I mentioned we do this on YouTube as well. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, What's the other one called? Twitter. Yeah, we're on Twitter as well. Um, I'm back in Los Angeles. I just got back from a week down at spring training and the WBC. Uh, Just back doing it the normal way. And of of course, um, I'm here with my boy. Hannah up in Edmonds. What's going on, Hannah? What's good? Oh, look, you got your rye bread and mustard shirt on. I love it. Oh, I got my sweatshirt on. So if you're on the YouTube, check these out. Also, uh, if you're looking for the gear, I know people have messaged. It's coming. Just hold tight. The people we owe shirts, you're getting them. Uh, but what's going on, Hannah? I'm doing fine, man. How are you doing? Are you glad to be home? Well, I know. If I say I'm glad to be home, it sounds like I don't want to be at, at spring training. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be able to you know yeah sleep in my own bed and not be living out of a, a suitcase. But I had a really good time there, um, watching games at Peoria, uh, being around the WBC. But now I can actually like I can actually watch some of these games and really take it in. It's a little bit different when you're there, like I was mentioning before. <laughs> There's so much fanfare that you're kind of taking that in as well. It feels like you're at a Comic-Con, you know, cosplay convention. Yeah, I bet. So the crowds were big down there for the Mariners as well as the WBC. Tell me uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Well, like I was saying in the last couple episodes, I really feel like it was a real big conversion of a lot of things. The WBC, uh a lot of hype around the Mariners last year, we had the lockout. So maybe people didn't make plans to go down the year before it was 2021. People were really skittish about traveling still. And then of course in 2020, uh, you know, all sports were shut down for the pandemic. So I feel like all of those things combined is really bringing out the big crowds. I, I, have to say it's pretty amazing how many Mariners fans are down there considering Julio, Eugenio, uh, our big uh, trade and acquisition Teoscar Hernandez is not down in camp uh, and people are still down there really supporting the Mariners team, you know, more worried about the the name on the front of the Jersey and the back of the Jersey. And that's really cool to see. And listen, it's a good time. Uh, Even for me here in Los Angeles, it's done nothing but 
rain since I've been back down here. And we all know historically how the weather is up there this time of year. So I think people are just really happy to get down there and get some sunshine. And this last week, it, there was a lot of sun. The day I showed up, the storms kind of had went away. And as I drove back uh, last night, I drove through a storm back here in Los Angeles. But we had a great conversation. And apparently that uh, that storm I was talking about was headed towards uh, spring training. So the Mariners did not play today. I guess they're going to have to make up this double header, right? Make up a double header or an extra day at the end of spring training. Is that how it works, Anno? Oh, no, no, my friend. No, no, that's not how it goes. They're putting that game in the rearview mirror and moving on. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy if they're like, no, you have to make this up. You know, you have to make this up. Uh, the fans paid $20 a ticket to get into this thing. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Um, no, the Mariners are not, did not play, let's just say yesterday, because this recording is going out in the morning. The good news about that is we had a great conversation uh, as I was driving back. So a lot of that stuff isn't, you know, day old bread. So we're going to kind of talk about, I don't know, st stuff that I saw at the practices, um, a, a couple of the games, uh, including yesterday's game. There was a lot of things happening in that game. There were some moves after the game, organizational wise. Um, talk a little bit about uh, Harry Ford. It seems like we're getting a lot of feedback about Harry Ford. We got some feedback about when we were talking about uh, also Robbie Ray's split finger and how good he's looking. So we'll retouch on all of that stuff. Is there anything else you want to talk about or what do you want to kick us off with here, Hannah? Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned with it being a lighter camp, as far as the big name, a lot of the big name Mariner players away from the WBC, I bet you were able to zero in on some of these guys that might be fringe guys or, maybe guys that could be possibly make the team um, as a 25th, 26th man roster guy. A uh, lot of things I've been hearing as well as there's been some position changes, you know, the normal guys playing outfield or at first base or from moving from catcher to the outfield. So you got to see a lot that went on down there. Kind of give me the state of the union from your perspective on the Mariners of what you saw down there in the games and as well as, uh, down there at practices when you got there early and kind of double dip checked out practice and then followed up with going to the game. Yeah. Well, let's start with the games themselves. Uh, yesterday, uh, the Mariners won. I believe I went to five games of the Seattle Mariners and I went to two games of team USA and out of the, uh, five games, the Mariners won, uh, you know, four of them, which I know doesn't matter, but in these games, there was a lot of good stuff and some, you know, foundation laid by the guys in the lineup, which like, again, were guys in the lineup getting these you know, starter reps that maybe you wouldn't see them getting so many starter reps with everybody in there. So I know everybody kind of like moved up. Um, you know, if you've been reading the news or, uh, listening to us, I'm going to kind of echo the same thing about like the standouts of the fringe guys. And uh, that's Cooper Hummel. Um, uh, that's uh, Cole Calhoun. I really feel like those are the two 
big standouts that I've seen. I saw a little bit of La Stella. Um, nothing that really, really jumped out at me, uh, you know, when I was there. But um, I know that he he was a later add um, or later trade, just like uh, adding Cole Calhoun. But Cole Calhoun is something very interesting uh, in yesterday's game. Uh, or the last game they played against the Royals. We got him, uh, we got to see him get a start at first base, which um, at the time, um, we still had Evan White there. We still have Mike Ford there. We know Mike Ford's not like the the big starter guy. He seems to be, you know, somebody that's liked within the organization um, and somebody that Jerry DePoto definitely trusts. This is his third go around with, with Jerry and Scott. Um, but as far as Cole Calhoun getting this start at first base, it and him having a good spring, um, it definitely tells me that they're trying to, you know, get as many looks on trying to do what they can to get him on this uh, on this roster. Yeah, I mean, I, I could agree with that. I mean, yeah, give with the outfield, could he be a fourth outfielder? Possibly. Um, but like you said, I, I can see why then moving him over to first base to give him a look there to see if that, you know, the more versatile you are, the better chances you have making this uh, team. You know, we know he could DH as well, possibly, or be in the mix for that since the Mariners want to rotate through the DH position and give guys time uh, time off and all that. So, yeah, so I can see that, giving him an extra look on the chance to make the team. Um, as well as I heard that uh, another guy you mentioned that's had a really good spring in Cooper Hummel, he's caught predominantly throughout the first part of spring, but you saw him uh, get a chance to play a little outfield in the last game. Tell me what you saw out of him and what, what kind of uh, outfielder he is. Yeah, I, I saw him play in right field yesterday and it kind of, I'm going to piggyback off of Cole Calhoun playing first base. And then you had, um, Colt Wong at second base, but that, you know, that little triangle there with the, on the right side, I'm sure they've never played together before that. I mean, that I know of, and you had, uh, you know, easily you could have had Calhoun out in right field. Right. I mean, that would seem like the more logical thing and put somebody at first base and give, uh, you know, humble the day off, but they had him out in right field and there was, you know, not, wasn't like a spectacular play, but I saw something very important happen. There was a high hit ball in the air. It was right in that no man's land. The wind was swirling out to right field, going to right field into, I would say, the, the first baseline. It wasn't going straight out. Ball was hit up there, got up in that airstream. I think normally this ball might have just dropped in there, but it, it hung up there. You know, you had the second baseman, the first baseman, everybody converging back there, and Cole Calhoun, uh, was you know going back from first base covered some good ground but didn't leave his you know post of let's say this ball drops and uh great communication between the three of them and you know uh got to see Hummel Hummel call everybody off and make this play and I know it sounds that sounds boring Myron but I think that's very, very important look at what JP did last year against Toronto he had a one of those fly balls it seemed like it just hung up there and you know dropped in and then you know you know what happened we got we got the uh we got the spare pickup against uh toronto so i mean those are the kind of plays that can really hurt you and also those are the kinds of things that make you go man this guy is, knows what he's doing out there and I, 
on those kinds of plays. Everybody, you know, not everybody, but I mean, the exciting diving plays or throwing somebody out. But these routine things are, for me, what I, I find very uh, valuable, especially when you're having somebody play multiple positions. Can they not make the, the big mistakes uh, where they don't need to be made when they're not familiar maybe with that position on a day-to-day basis? No, I follow along with you totally. Uh, three guys that are – or two of them, they're out of position, uh, kind of a ball in no man's land, and um, a guy that's not used to playing out there. You know, it's like you mentioned. It's the high sky in the Arizona desert beautiful day and for him to take charge in that and not have a collision between a couple players that's really big I mean last year we saw at times uh some miscommunication between you know the youngster Julio Rodriguez and a veteran and Mitch Hanniger so that that's key to see you know that he can if put out in that position because I really feel that Cooper Hummel being that he can be a catcher I believe he's a switch hitter as well and play multiple positions it just seems like he's destined to make one of the remaining uh, spots on this roster. So that's good to know that you have confidence in him if he is put out there to be able to do the job successfully. Yeah. And, you know, he, we've seen what he could do behind the plate. He looks pretty good. He looks, he, this guy's definitely a, just a top notch athlete. Obviously he's playing baseball at the highest level. You can, he's playing multiple positions. He's hitting the ball, you know, and you know, the return on this, you know, is kind of important to Mariners fans and I'm sure to the organization. I mean, you gave up, you know, a, a number one draft pick, a rookie of the year that it didn't work out. So, you know, if this can work out, it, it doesn't have those Russell Wilson vibes or anything like that. Cause that's not what Kyle Lewis was or, at, you know, or as a personality, but it's somebody that, you know, was one of these guys in our organization that we were going to build around and it's, it quickly changed. Um, and you know, they decided to go in another direction. Uh, we're lucky enough to have Julio out there and, you know, got Tay Oscar and, uh, for Hummel, it was, it kind of was like, Oh, well, let's see, you know, this is somebody who's a late bloomer, but again, baseball is one of these sports where you don't, your, your career's not over at 24, 23 when it doesn't develop yet. And, you know, we're, we're seeing that with hopefully with Jared Kelnick. Right. So, uh, and, you know, to, to also pick, go back a little bit here, because um, I think they go hand in hand, and they might be even competing with each other, is, is Cole Calhoun. I mean, Cole Calhoun, yes, he's 35. Uh, he's been a Mariner killer for every year. He's got 11 years of experience, and yes, maybe that fourth outfielder, but maybe with, uh, you know, we'll talk about this in a second a little bit more, Evan White. Uh, as of yesterday, was sent to AAA or option to AAA. So meaning uh, we don't really have an answer for an everyday uh, backup first baseman. So, you know, I guess we've seen Dylan Moore over there at times. I'm trying to think of who else on the team. You know, pretty much it was Carlos Santana last year, right, when Ty wasn't out there. So now it seems like there's a spot there that – Calhoun can possibly give himself even a better chance. Again, he's on a triple a contract. So it's like, if he doesn't make the opening day roster, it's not a big loss. But again, this is a veteran guy um, like Carlos Santana uh, around the same age. I've watched him around uh, spring training. The guys seem to uh, really gravitate to him and, you know, 
Cole Calhoun just looks like one of these gamer guys. He's just got that stocky body. He reminds me of those kids that you'd just hate to go play against, you know, when, <laughs> you know, in little league that were just, or senior little league or high school, they're just like stout and bigger and just, just kill you. You know, he's hitting over 300 in camp. Um, he's got a good OPS in there. And again, this guy can play uh, the, the outfield. I think he, I've seen more out of him and in the outfield than, and AJ Pollock, but I know AJ Pollock, different kind of contract, different kind of expectations. But Cole Calhoun is definitely making this, you know, decision really tough, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I I heard exactly what you said. Uh, you know, great clubhouse guy. Um, yeah, um, to me, you know, it's also a safety blanket. You know, I know you have told me that you saw uh, Demo on the backfields getting some uh, live BP in, but he still hasn't played in a game yet after his injury. So that's, you know, maybe they're just ramping up slowly. It's still hard to say if he'll totally be ready for the beginning of the season. It makes sense then, especially numbers-wise, in my opinion, that maybe if Demo starts the year maybe on the IL or he's not ready to play yet or what have what have you, or they want to ease him into some games later on and he's not totally ready for the beginning of the season. And then a guy like Cole Calhoun possibly could be that guy to step in and take that spot since Demo is not healthy. It's still a long ways to go, but that's how I kind of track it and follow along with it. I agree with you. It's still a long ways to go as far as games, as far as reps, as far as what we can see. But if we're looking at a calendar, you know, as of today's recording, we're two weeks away from opening day. I know it seems like it's another three weeks, but it's, yeah, it's coming fast and furious. It's, it's two weeks away. And listen, like you said that the, the day before the workout day with the games and the home run derby, knock on wood, nobody gets hurt, but I, you know what I mean? But it, it's, it's great to have depth. The Mariners didn't have this kind of depth last year whatsoever. I mean, I was down at spring training and I had to keep reminding myself I was very happy with what I was seeing and had to keep reminding myself Julio's not here. Eugenio's not here. Diego Castillo's not here. Matt Brash is not here. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez is not here. And, you know, I've seen a lot of this depth this season that I, I mean, this spring that I've been really impressed with. And I know it's a small, 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 you know, grain of sand of, you know, sample size, but I've been to the last spring training last year and I, you know, I, the years before, and I haven't seen, you know, this good level of depth, you know, across the board for the Mariners. I mean, back in the Cano cruise days, yeah, the starting lineup was nice, but we didn't have any depth. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I can tell, I can take that argument both ways. I can say we have some depth. Yeah. We got guys like Demo and Haggerty and, like you said, Colo Calhoun. And then I can also, you know, argue the other way thinking, well, is that really the kind of depth that excites me or do I think that's a, a great amount of depth? Let's say if someone gets hurt for an extended period of time to have one of those guys then step in for that that long length of time. So I, I'm, I'm, I've, I follow along what you're saying. And I'm just I'm kind of on the fence with it. I hear you. And you know what? You're starting to get me to like back down a little bit from that. I will say this. No, I no, 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 no. But I, I agree with you. It's a lot of good complimentary depth. You're right. 
if you have a big hole if something happens to one of our you know stars god forbid on the offensive end yeah you you might have to go out and make a move and i think you probably will if things stay the way they are knock on wood they do we're in good shape yeah i mean it's i mean and it goes that goes to say for all the 32 clubs health is a big thing and and uh last year we were very very lucky on the pitching side as far as health uh julio had some injuries here and there that you know luckily did not linger for too long a time but you noticed when a star player like that was out of the lineup this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Um, And going into, like, you know, what I've seen as far as morale, I... You, you see a good amount of it, you know, sitting near the dugout and being close to the game. But in the game, people are locked in still. It's very professional. Um, I was I got to go to uh, the got the time to go down and I checked out two practices, which were very interesting. And one of the days that I was there seemed like it was maybe this Diamond Derby and Skills Challenge, kind of like what they were going to do. Uh, maybe just kind of a preview of what they're going to do up in uh, up at T-Mobile Park the day before opening day. That was pretty interesting yesterday. So yeah, so they had some different competitions, bunting, fielding, stuff like that. Yeah, they. Ha- if you haven't been down to the uh, training facility, there's behind the Mariners, um, you know, offices there. They have the pitching. Um, you know, where the, the multiple pitching mounds are. Then they have the, uh, like, private batting cages where I think that, what do they call that thing that they have? It's kind of like a simulator. Yeah, um, I don't know the exact name of it. I, I read yeah. about it, but, yeah, a pitching machine that replicates major league pitchers and what they throw, correct? Yeah, they got all that fancy stuff in there. You can't really see in there. It's tarped off. You can kind of see in the uh, – in through the doorway, but you can hear what's going on in there. Um, but yesterday they had four fields that seemed like it was part of this thing. They had a, a, a jugs machine doing, it seemed like standard BP that they were doing. There was a lot of people out there watching. And then on field two, they would rotate over and they had like a home run derby with, with jugs balls, but these soft, squishy jugs balls that was, it was, it was pretty fun. It was, it was uber competitive. You could uh, hear the players like doing like little side wagers with each other. Uh, just fun, you know, just for fun. Um, and then the next station or the next field, they were doing a bunting uh, drill, which was also had a competition where they had cones lined up and it was kind of like, you know, 
bocce ball or, or what's the shuffleboard, you know, <laughs> where you kind of just stay like the perfect bunt. You don't go too far, but you don't go uh, too close. You don't go too wide. Um, so that was a lot of fun to watch. And then the uh, next field over, they had some buckets set up. So I think it was placement hitting that they were doing little like competitions and fun and they were all having a blast i mean tom murphy definitely the the uh, alpha male of the group was having a good time uh yesterday but it was tom murphy I saw jerry kelnick i'm just talking about some of the standout guys that i saw uh, colton wong um you had mike cameron out there uh, you know doing some bunting drills and some other things uh you had perry hill over there with the bunting i heard a overheard uh some fun conversations that they were like playing up for the crowd. I heard uh, Scott service uh, asked Mike Ford when the last time he bunted and uh, Mike <laughs> Ford so, uh, retorted with uh, 2021. It was an extra innings, but luckily they called the called it off after three. Oh, um, I heard that uh, Jared Kelnick, you got to really see his competitive side up close and personal, but he was also very fun playing with the crowd. Uh, he walked right through the crowd and didn't really acknowledge anybody. And, you know, people start, well, go look and he just walked through everybody. Didn't. And then like two minutes later, turned back around, sat, stood there, signed for every, all the, all the kids and all the old kids. <laughs> and, uh, same thing with JP. JP was not taking, oh yeah, he was taking part of the, the drills, but, uh, he also went out, I could see him out there with Perry Hill and, um, he was playing some uh, real light catch, maybe with some weighted balls. I know, I know that he's uh, Divish has said reported that Scott Service said he had a soggy shoulder, so I got to see that up close and personal. Cole Calhoun, uh, we talked about him earlier. Seems like a really cool guy, like I mentioned. Um, and him and Jared Kelnick were walking from field to field, and there was a kid just standing there at the gate, not really saying anything, not asking him for anything. But maybe it was the first time seeing ballplayers walking towards him like that and just kind of seemed frozen and Cole Calhoun without even like stopping his stride, took his bat and rolled it underneath the gate to the kid. And Jared Kelnick kind of emphasized him giving the bat to him. So that probably was a really great moment that, uh, that kid's never going to forget. Um, you know, they played it up for the fans. I, I think if you ever go down to the spring train, I've actually never really, you know, went to the practices now that we're doing this podcast and stuff. I wanted to go check it out. And uh, it's, it's really awesome. I know you've been there before. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great place to really get to see the guys work on their crafts early on in the morning. Um, it's about the, as close as you can get to the players. Uh, they got it roped off where they can walk through um, most of the time you know, if they're finishing up their exercise or what have you and walk, making their way back to the clubhouse, they'll usually stop and sign. Like you mentioned, maybe not as much when they're walking to the fields, you know, when they're wanting to get their work in. But it's, you know, you can get some great pictures, selfies, autographs. I mean, it, it's an awesome time for a young kid. Yeah, it's it is. You you are at their practice and it's it's as close as you're going to get as a fan to being on the field with them at practice, you can hear them grunt. You can hear them cuss. Uh, you can hear conversations going on between them. Lots of, you know, lot, lots of fun stuff. 
Uh, also, people will say things from the crowd. You know, Scott Service is really great and very open with the crowd. I don't know if Lupinella would have been like this. You know, it, <laughs> it definitely just, you know, it felt like a real public workout that was fun to watch. I mean, but you also see some, uh, you can also catch some things that, you know, we're wondering and thinking about besides just the regular batting practice. Like, for instance, I saw Casey Sadler do a bullpen session, and then I saw Casey Sadler pitch to live uh, a live batter who happened to be Dylan Moore. You know, that's something that we uh, we're talking about Sadler coming off an injury. We're talking about uh, Demo coming off an injury. Yeah. Cause like you said, that's, I mean, you're closer behind the fence than you would be. Even if you were sitting in the diamond club, you can really see the movement and the velocity on these guys' pitches. So yeah, it's, it, it, if, if you get a chance to go besides going to games, try to get there early and, and have and partake in it because it's free and it, it's it's exciting to really get that close to these guys. Yeah, it's it's like going down to Ballard Rec Center, you know, <laughs> and just going and watching two fields going on, maybe sound view where you have multiple fields. <laughs> it's 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 similar to that or pop Keeney or, you know, these places that you would go and watch multiple uh, there's multiple baseball or softball games going on. That's basically what it is, but it's with players and, you know, you, the legends are there. Ichiro's out there shagging fly balls, Dan Wilson's, you know, in uh, messing with the catchers. Alvin Davis is in the cage with the batting cages. You could see Pete Woodworth, you know, doing, doing what he does. Perry Hill, the wizard, you know, hitting ground balls, uh, Mike Cameron out there. We, I got a lot of this footage. We're going to get it up on, uh, Instagram stories. And I know I've sent some of it for you to put, uh, put on Twitter, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting. And, uh, I also saw Chris Flexen, which was the only pitcher I did not see pitch a game. He seemed to have a really great, um, bullpen, uh, you know, lots of claps, Pete Woodworth gave him a big old hug. It, you know, it's it was a good vibe down there yesterday. Got a little sunburnt because it is early in the morning down there. You know, you're getting that hot Arizona sun at, you know, if you're listening to this and you're headed down there, I would say on home games where the games are at Peoria, the Mariners Sports Complex, you know, getting there about, uh, get there about 10. Um, also, if you are, um, if you're going there for a road game, maybe get there at, or they're, they're playing on the road that day. Maybe get there at nine 30. It kind of goes until noon, but you know, players that aren't playing that day will continue to, it seems like to practice and get their own personal stuff in. Nice. Sounds like a great trip. Uh, and including you got to see the WBC. That's the ultimate baseball fans trip. It sounded like. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it with CJ. It, if you are down there and you went to the WBC and you, you made your reservations early and you're like, where's Julio, where's all our stars. And you get down there and I could see you being a little disappointed about it, but it's really, this is the time of the year to watch some of the, you know, fringe stuff. It's just like when you watch football or fringe players, bubble players, just like when uh, NFL preseason's going on, the stars don't even play. So, I mean, it's it's the same thing. If you really love the game of baseball, it's all about just kind of taking in the vibe, getting some sun. Uh, you can walk around the minor league ball – or not minor league, the spring training ballparks really easily. It's, you know, it's – it's the exterior ramps don't really exist too much. It's 
just like being at a college game. Um, so if you've never been down there, I suggest uh, getting down there this year. If you there's still a couple more weeks, if you can't swing it this year, you know, next year, that's, that's what you do. You go down there, you know, maybe some days you can't, don't want to go to a game. Maybe you're going down there on a fixed budget. You can always go to those practices and stuff like that. And those are kind of like the things that I wasn't really looking into until we were doing this podcast. And I'm kind of kicking myself from all the other years, uh, going down there. didn't know that you could really get this, uh, access to the players. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So uh, some other things that we should talk about really quick, like we brought up, uh, can you tell me about some of the organizational moves? I know I kind of, kind of spoiler alerted a little bit of it earlier. Yeah. I mean, there was a few moves made. I won't go into them. I'll just kind of go into the name, the two names that probably Mariner fans know. One was Evan White. Like you mentioned, he was optioned down to triple A Tacoma and then the other one, um, we talked about him early on in spring training. There were some rave reviews about the big right-handed pitcher that we got from the Giants, Prelander Broha, um, who was uh, acquired from the Giants for um, Donovan Walton. And he had a really exciting camp. He was optioned down to double A. So, um, you know, that doesn't mean that he still couldn't be um, brought up sometime during the season maybe as a bullpen guy you know i've seen that out there but uh he's still a young kid and um at electric stuff uh you sent me a video that that we put out i mean a lot of gas and he's got that great hook too so it's just a name to keep your eye on um throughout the minor league season and he could be up with a club depending on need and where they are throughout the season yeah, uh, with him, it's definitely a reps thing. I, I think it is too with let's, who's the other person, Evan White, right? So both of them, it's a reps thing, especially with Prelander. It's like, let's just say he makes the opening day roster. He's also somebody that they are talking about that could be potentially a starter, correct? So, I mean, down there, he's going to get all the reps as, you know, front-end reps uh, as a starter or as a reliever, whatever they want to do with him he's going to have a chance to play every single day or, no. or provided provided uh, the rest, right? Yeah. No, no, he's going down there to be a starter. He has been a starter. Um, I just, my thought was, and the reason I mentioned it, if he was to, you know, get called up, I just see him as being possibly to help out the bullpen later on in the season. And for the Mariners, I wouldn't predict him to be a starter, but he's going to work as a starter, which he has always been. He just seems to me, because he is so dominant and has such nasty stuff, he could project to be a bullpen guy in a pinch this year, you know, for a wipeout type guy in the bullpen if injuries should occur. And they and they will. They they always occur in the bullpen. You know, they do they just do, or you know, hopefully minor, hopefully it's just a hey, we gotta like let something like swell down, you know, something small, but yeah, I mean, this is the same approach 
pretty much they took with Brash and Kirby last year, right? Get if they're not gonna, they're, we're not just gonna have them sitting here, oh, you know, rotting on the bench. It's just not not gonna happen. And uh, with Evan White, it's a different situation. Um, obviously, we know his uh, defensive skills. The offensive skills still aren't there. Again, this guy missed, you know, 2021, basically. He missed last year. Uh, basically, you know, he got some at-bats in the minors last year. He got a few at-bats to start the season in 2021. He, he's just not there. Uh, the timing's not there. Just the the confidence at the plate is not there. And that's not talking down about it. That's just That's just what it is. Yeah, the, like, when he was up with the Mariners, that year and won his gold glove the, the team's in a totally different position and he struggled at times during that point as at bat and now that the team has changed I mean his defense is phenomenal and like you mentioned he's missed some time with injuries you know I think he played around 30 only 30 games last year after getting healthy and you know his his bat is has been his downfall once he gets that figured out and hopefully he does he'll be a great asset for the Mariners club yeah, and you said it right there. Our team, too, isn't in a place of a necessity that we have to have this guy there. And we got guys, you know, showing up and showing out, like Calhoun and Hummel and these guys that can play multiple positions, like uh, Demo. You know, you essentially could put three different guys over there that know how to play first base. Or, I mean, it's a surprise that Cole Calhoun does. I didn't know that about him. I'd have to go back and see when he's played uh you know, first base. When I when I see them playing first base, I go, "Oh, is this kind of a Darren Erstad situation where he had a outfielder? It doesn't seem like some big lanky uh, first baseman or type." But it seems like the Mariners are checking that out. And I, you know, I was noticing that in my last game there that I was watching against Kansas City Royals. I was walking around, uh, you know, putting a few flyers out, and uh, it was about the ninth inning, and I go, "Gosh." Evan White is out here playing first base after, you know, these other guys got the reps. And I was like, that's interesting. And then the move was made right after that. And, you know, I think it also, again, has to do with other guys looking pretty good. That has to be part of it as well. But they also said, uh, you know, to start, you know, and have alluded to, I should say that, Evan White would probably start in AAA, see how what happens, and at some point, you know you're going to see him. Yeah, and something interesting I saw today, since we've been talking about first base with guys getting different chances, uh, today in the WBC in the Venezuela game, um, Eugenio Suarez played first base, um, and I didn't know this, and from whatever I, what I looked up, that's his first time ever, be, ever playing first competitive game. He's as you know, grew up as a shortstop, played shortstop with the Reds. Um, also, when he was drafted by Detroit, middle infielder guy, and then has moved to third, and obviously third for us. You would think that's an easy transition from third to first, but it's it was just interesting to me that uh, he had never played there before, so that's always another option. Um, a guy like Eugenio over there in a pinch or whatever you want to do, so I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Imagine if we just saw him and Ty switch in the game for some reason, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, that is cool. I know Eugenio right before we were recording here, hit a, hit a big home run. Yeah, he hit a big, big home run. He's had a, 
He's played three out of the four games, uh, looked really good. He's batting over 600. I mean, today I believe he was three for four, so that sure helped the average, I I assume. So, yeah, the Team Venezuela is undefeated in their pool and, and uh, looking really good. So uh, they're a team to beat coming out of that pool down there in Miami. Probably will yeah. be the first seed. Yeah, and WBC first round is wrapping up. We'll talk a little bit about it tomorrow on tomorrow's episode. We are putting out another episode. We're going to do three episodes a week uh, until we get to the regular season. Let's talk about the biggest splash probably in the WBC uh, from the Mariners organizations. Easily, easily got to be, uh, is he King Harry Ford? Knight Harry Ford? He's been knighted. He's been vetted by kids. I've seen that on Twitter. He's he's basically the Ken Griffey Jr. of, of England right now. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. feel like that's an uh, overstatement. It, it is... Uh, He's he's making a splash and uh, it's it's looking pretty promising. Yeah, um, he is, you know, that's third for Team Great Britain. Um, he's their best hitter. He struggled in his first game facing Major League Pitching and Adam Wainwright. Uh, but since then, he's came on and had a really good tournament. Uh, been the talk of Great Britain's team. I uh, got a lot of pub on. You know, as you watch the games, uh, face Taiwan Walker. Mariner fans know who that is. Uh, the other night against Team Mexico was very successful. Uh, drew a couple walks, uh, worked the count against Taiwan uh, to uh, get a walk after getting behind, and then also had a nice double. So, um, and besides, so I know we talked about earlier, he's also hit a couple home runs. So, they won't be moving on in the tournament, but it's been great experience for him. I mean, he's such a young kid. Uh, every time the announcers was talking, were talking about him, if you happen to watch the games, they would always bring up Mariner Prospect. And, you know, it's really exciting for the young guy. So I'm excited to see when or how long it's going to take before he makes the rise up to the big league roster. Yeah. And I, Listen, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw uh, the tweet from these primary kids uh, that were. Uh, I did. Yeah. Which is what? Elementary school over there. Um, they were, uh, were lucky enough to be joined by home run hero Harry Ford. That's his name. Home run hero Harry Ford in a what a school assembly in the morning. And this is after like, you, yes, they didn't move. They're not going to be moving on, but they got their first ever win in the tournament. Uh, you saw that? Yeah, very successful for them. Like you said, first ever win. Um, yeah, it was cool to see. I mean, all the kids, I'm not too familiar with this, how the school works back there in, uh, in England, but yeah, they were all in, in their uniforms uh, for school. Uh, they had another young kid come in that had a, a crown on with the same st sort of purple uh, robe that, Yes, Harry yes. Ford wore after the uh, home run, and then they yeah. had the mask picture of Harry Ford on it. Really cool. Yeah, it was a student uh, basically dressed up wearing a picture of you know Harry Ford's face as a mask with a crown yes. and a robe and mimicking the home run celebration. Uh, it's it's gone viral. Go check it out. It's it's really cute. Um, uh, and look, this is great. This is a great uh, great ambassador, great star for you know, uh, great Britain. Uh, I would love to, uh, I would love to be, go over to London sometime again. And it's, it's a Mariners town, 
You know what I mean? That'd be fun. Um, and uh, Harry Ford responded to them. But yeah, I, at the time of this recording, he's hitting three oh what over three hundred. Um, you know, he said like four hits, a couple home runs, what four, five, four RBIs, and and listen, he got some walks. <laughs> it's always good to see uh, young players getting walks. That that's always the, the that's the thing that's the unsung hero of, of uh, a good hitter. Oh, I I totally agree. I mean, that's you know to have that eye and that plate discipline being that young facing that good pitching and uh to have it early on i mean that's a key and i i couldn't agree with you more that's that's a major you know uh skill that he has shown early on in his career besides his outstanding power and bat to ball skills and you know they're definitely right now trying to look at him as a catcher uh Obviously, the Mariners right now have some good catching depths going on, uh, you know, all the way down to I'm sure he'll probably be in double A this year. But, yeah, this is, uh, you know, somebody that we're going to I'm looking forward to constantly talking about. It seems like a guy that we're going to it's going to be on the radar. I'm sure, you know, right now with a lot of the hype, we're going to get a lot of those comparisons to the Julios and the Jared Kelnick. So, like, let's get him up here anytime an injury. I think that moving him along slower over the next you know, a couple of years. I mean, would I think it's absolutely impossible to see him this year? No, I doubt it will happen, but uh, you know, that would have, that would mean there'd be a lot of injuries and we don't, we don't want to see Harry Ford this year for those reasons. Yeah. I, I, I w- it'd be a dramatic thing if we were to see him up. I just feel like, I mean, he's 20 years old. He just turned 20. So. Yeah. yeah. And we've seen what happened when we rushed, Kelnick up right you know Julio is a different story just I think uh you know the Mariners are one for two in doing that of late in this organization and I think they've learned a lot in both in from the success and you know the I wouldn't call them failures but the the roadblocks that they've run into I think they they know what they're doing now um uh but to uh do you agree with that or sorry cut you off there no, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say each player's its own case, and you know how their career progresses. That's all. Yeah. Well, you know we're running out of time here, uh, but I do want to get. We want to do some shout outs. We have gotten you know comments, uh, messages, and things like that, and we don't do the greatest job of getting to them. We want. We're trying to. We're gonna get more organized and do that. I uh, want to give a shout out to Tim Leck. Uh, Tim was actually on our very first bar episode we ever did. We did it at the boxcar. The guy that uh, brought the name Penn Murphy to to our existence for the first time. Got a message from him uh, yesterday, and he had a picture of the flyer down at uh, spring training. So we must have just missed each other. We were at the same game. But what's up, Tim? Love to have you back on here sometime soon. Maybe we'll do another episode up at the uh, – the boxcar when I'm up there or they can, he can check it out when we do one at Murphy's or the cabin up in Edmonds. You remember Tim, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, at that time we we're like, who's Penn Murphy? Never heard him. What are you talking about? And he, he was spot on with that, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. made, made the club, uh, was very successful. And one of our key guys, the whole season out of the bullpen. And all the credit goes to Tim Leck. Uh, yeah. You, brought you- us that knowledge. Thank you. Uh, and also when we were like, who's this guy? I think, it, you know, 
that's why it all happened. It was just to make us sound like a bunch of dipshits. That's just the the law. <laughs> the baseball gods got us back. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. We'll see you soon. Uh, you had you had one that somebody was mentioning. What about the uh, the Robbie Ray? Yeah, so remember last episode, we were kind of talking about Robbie Ray and his split finger. We knew he'd be working on that. Uh, A listener and follower uh, reached out talking about, you know, we were talking about his Robbie Ray's split finger and how he holds it, you know, and is set up to start in a pitch. Well, he mentioned, and I haven't got a chance to respond yet, but I will, but he mentioned that Kaz Sasaki, former Mariner closer, um, did the same thing when he was pitching for the Mariners and um, just talked about it. Appreciate you bringing that knowledge. Uh, we'll check it out. Always love uh, having people conversate back and forth with us. And, and it's always good to learn new things about baseball. There's so much to learn. So thanks to Jason Ainsworth. And uh, I will be checking out that video of Kaz Sasaki, like you mentioned, and see the similarities between him and Robbie Ray. Thanks again. Yeah, I also want to give a shout out to Stitch God. Uh, that's our boy. Uh, met him last year. Uh, him and his fiance, they're they're a lot of fun. Met him down in San Diego last year. Uh, struck up a relationship from them with them over the last season. Where he's going to come on here sometime and tell his story. He does the stitching for the Mariners. So anytime you see any of those stitches out there uh, on the pl- back of the players jerseys, he's probably done it. Um, he gets to bring the jerseys down, I believe, when. Uh, like a uh, major league baseball player is doing uh, or having their uh, major league. Uh, um, what do I want to call it? Their debut. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or they, or they sign and then they get to come to Safeco and then take batting practice. Yep. And want to give a shout out also to Mike Smith and his wife, Marissa. They, uh, they're our season ticket holder uh, next door neighbors. Uh, got a chance to run into Mike and his uh mom and dad uh marissa couldn't be there she's a little bit under the weather uh if she's listening feel better marissa can't wait to see you guys down at t-mobile park she keeps score during the game you know so anytime there anytime you can't find something up on the scoreboard or or need to be corrected that's the those are the people to ask they're a lot of fun couldn't ask for any better uh uh people to sit next to that you're spending a good amount of money to sit there next to, you know what I mean? Nice. I did notice uh, it came out uh, today that all the scoreboards uh, behind the bullpen out in uh, right field next to the hit it here cafe. And then along the, I guess that would be the terrace club level of, have all been replaced. So that'll be something new that you're going to have to check out this year, Myron. So yeah, they're they're upgrades probably for the All Star Game, but it's going to be nice for uh, all the Mar- all us Mariner fans of the games as well. I have a little project. Well, once again, Edgar Martinez is using Eagle Hardware's incredible selection of brand name power tools for his latest project. And uh, here's a surprise: uh, for once, it's not a bat. Oh, it is a bat. It's a light bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything. Looks, if this is your first time at the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast, don't be afraid to hit us up. You can also email us at ryebreadandmustardpodcast at gmail.com. And again, we're on uh, Apple, Spotify, 
Google Play, YouTube, Amazon Music, Audible, Overcast, even iHeartRadio, and of course, Odyssey. This is an Odyssey sports podcast, so shout out to William uh, in the Odyssey offices for picking us up last season. We'll be here this season. We'll be here next season. God forbid nothing. We don't get canceled or anything like that. We're happy to be here. We're ramping up for the season. Um, But yeah, check us out. Checks out some and yeah, check out some of the uh, stuff that we're talking about. I do have a lot of videos and footage and and content like that. Uh, now that I can sit back and like soak it all in, I feel like I just went on a like backpacking trip in Europe where you just take pictures of all this kind of stuff, and then now you can sit back and look through everything and go, oh yeah, I remember that, and oh yeah, I remember this. I'm definitely gonna try to get those up on the socials. Um, Hannah. Uh, good talking with you i can't wait to get up to seattle so we can do a show again in person but this was good feels good to be home back in our um you know our studios right together doing a podcast it it's always on the road it's always like where do you set up and you know we were there having a lot of fun we did our best lots of learning lessons on how to do this podcast when we're out there for our road trips this season and next year at spring training um anyways Hanno, you know what time it is. Char.